Welcome to the Better Earth Podcast. This is podcast number two with the founders of Recontained LA. I've got Britt Kagan, Antonia Sateras. Welcome to the uh, podcast. One of our first partners at Better Earth, and we're super excited to have you guys in here at a second home here in Hollywood. Welcome. Absolutely. Thanks so much. We're super excited to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So, so we've we... got Trace, Trace here, co-host. Yep. And uh, so, Trace, what have uh, what have we been doing the last week? Give us a little update on some new Better Earth stuff before we get into, um, into them. So, one of our biggest updates I actually can't release yet. So, we, uh, we're in the process of doing a really, really big project. I'll continue to plug this on every podcast. The Bay Area, um, we're in Los Angeles, but the Bay Area is about to be the most exciting place for for better earth we have a lot of uh i literally can't say more than than that um but we need really really good people in in the bay area we have a we have a brand new project that we're, we're stoking up there new new partnership if you will um that should be one of our biggest yet it'll set us up for a really big 2020 um yeah and then just been grinding away uh we've uh done a bunch of uh solar contracts and helping a lot of people go solar into 2020 we're just kind of getting started but uh you guys were one of the first, like, we were found in July, and I think we went and shot some content with you in July? Was it, like, was it July? <laughs> no, I think, it, I think September. August? Was it September? Yeah, I think I met Britt at the pod, or the uh, farmer's market in Hollywood, like, in September, maybe. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. So give us a little bit of background. You know, we know you're a zero-way store located in Venice on Abbott Kinney, one of my favorite areas in L.A., or in the world, actually. Um, but give us a little bit of background about you guys individually and then what, uh, how Recontained kind of got, got started. Um, uh, this is Tonya and I actually decided I wanted to do this in, um, 2009. I, uh, randomly picked up a book, flipped it to a page, saw a statistic that said if every single person in America stopped using body wash, it would save 2.5 million pounds of plastic in the landfill. So my knees buckled and, you know, immediately I became a bar soap girl. That was easy. But then all the other products, I was very stressed out all the time about what we were going to do with that. And about two weeks later, I was in my shower and I, I was just looking at all of my plastic in my shower. And it, it just occurred to me, I was like, what if I could just take all this and fill it up somewhere? So I jumped out, started Googling, couldn't find anything. And that's kind of like where I got the idea for Recontained. And then it took me another 10 years to get it going. <laughs> <laughs> But we've talked about a number of times, I think, the um, a lot of any good idea is timing, right? And Absolutely. I think, you know, the timing um, seems correct right mm-hmm. now. I think there's like a little bit of a global shift where people are becoming aware um, that this is a major issue and that we, we have to do something about it. Um, so, yeah, luckily we ended up meeting uh, through our like past sort of careers um, and got to talking about environmentalism, sustainability, and uh, Tonya told me about this awesome idea that she had. Yeah. And the time I was like, hey, you should totally do that. Like, that's, <laughs> that'd be a great thing for you to go do. Like, let me know when it launches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, your first customer. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the conversation kind of changed over the next like four or six months into like, oh, maybe we should do this together because it's a fairly large undertaking. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's one of the reasons why I um, I just couldn't get it going before because I would work so hard on it and then I would just hit a wall and then I'd have to go make some money. And uh, and so when I met Britt and I told her all about it, I didn't really think, oh, this this maybe this girl can be my partner. So we came back to L.A. and um, some time passed and, and just randomly one Sunday morning I woke up and I got on my computer and I put my deck together and you know I well I'd already had my deck but I threw it in and I sent all the information the literature the logo everything <laughs> over to Brett and I was like do you want to be my business partner it's like she asked me out on a date yeah and here we are yeah that's yeah, how that's long so had cool. you guys known each other when you guys linked um, up uh, well, when we went on our business trip together, we had only met one time, <laughs> okay. and we spent a really insane, like, 10 days together yeah. in Peru doing a Hail Mary on a sale sample line, and uh, it was great because, you know, two other people might have ended up killing each other. Right. Um, we saw each other's work ethic. We saw how we handled stress, and then at the end of the day, we'd go have a glass of wine and talk, you know, the, uh, the environment, and... Um, 
So then I think by the time we got back to LA, I think maybe four, four or five months. So, so when we decided to do this, we were like less than six months had known each other. Wow. Yeah. But you guys had done like one project and it went really, really well. Yeah. And that's, yeah, I feel like, so we have four other partners at Better Earth and it's the same type of thing. I feel like going into business with people, like, yeah, if you end up like clashing, it's the worst thing ever. It's like what kills businesses. We had all worked together for like the better part of two years, two of us grew up together and then the other three of us also grew up together so it's like a really nice thing i think that's why it works because it's like you have a lot of like trust and you just know the other person's like doing what they need to do to push the business forward and like has their heart in the right place and even if you guys have like disagreements at times like i'm sure you do uh like you're both after the same mission um what uh what what were you guys doing exactly in peru i'm super (laughs) interested So I was um, the senior design director for a fashion label that's LA-based at the time. Um, and we were doing some production of knit t-shirts and tops um, and had it and with... Dresses, and dresses. And dresses. Yes. And All the things. A lot of products. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. And we and had it with one vendor. Um, and unfortunately, things didn't work out uh, as we had hoped they would. And we had our eggs a little bit all in one basket. Um, and so we reached out to Tonya, who um, owns an amazing sourcing company um, and has for years and worked with her to try to do, like she said, a Hail Mary, yeah. um, basically something that should have taken four to six months of development. We had to kind of start from scratch and approve into production within two weeks, Wow, um, <laughs> which is unheard of. Scratch, yeah, like insane. no fabric. Britt and I were in the no trenches of my factory in Peru digging through like ancient rolls of fabric and yeah. I was like I found a stripe yeah what, what do you think about this we were like climbing yeah. ladders people were like looking at us like what are these crazy women doing in our warehouse like why are they dirty like it was not normal at all um but as Tonya kind of alluded to I think seeing um each of us seeing each other dive in yeah. to that situation and how we handled it and you know it was very um because you're talking about a lot of money on the line for a company in that sure. point. So the stakes, you know, for us yeah. financially and um, for job <laughs> security were fairly high. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's nice to see each other, you know, you're going through this sort of situation, but you're still able to remain calm, evaluate it, and like sort Be of respectful. move forward clinically. Yeah. yeah. Rather than saying like, oh my God, what are we going to do? Da, 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 you right. know, like freaking out. Yeah. We kind of were able to analyze. And at the end of the day, like she said, say, all right. That was a day. Where are we gonna go have dinner? Oh my god, I love your dress. Da da da. And like, yeah, and kind of switch cool. out of work mode. Yeah. Um, which is still the case. Like, we'll have things where we're talking about, you know, like, oh my gosh, we've got a delay on this product that's coming in. What are we gonna do? We sit down and analyze it. We go through it, and then we're like, oh yeah. And by the way, did I tell you about last Saturday? You know, which is right. it's nice to be able yeah. to kind of have a business partner where you can switch on and off. Um, we hear about a lot of people that our co-founders that they've been like best friends for years and that's amazing but then it can also if you haven't seen how someone works it can be a very different relationship so i think one of the reasons that we were able to move so quickly into this is that we kind of went through this very difficult moment where we saw both sides of each other um amplified yeah Mm-hmm. which I was like, oh yeah, this chick like knows how to handle everything. You know, like <laughs> I can definitely work with her because she can kind of switch on and off for both. Yeah, it's been great because like over the years, I can be honest, there have been a lot of people who have had um, the inspiration to be my business partner. Um, they're like, yeah, that's great. Let's do it. But, you know, when you get down to like actually doing the work, you're like, no, no, that's, that's not the work. Now, like sending me a list and telling me to, 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 to do something or sending me some article <laughs> and being like, hey, yeah, you should check this out. You should put this on our list. You know, like the work ethic just was never there. And my biggest problem from my career that I, you know, the, the garment industry to this is that I usually can't find anybody who can keep up with me. Yeah. Um. And then I met Brett and I'm like, oh, oh, oh what? Hold on. Hold on. No, wait, come here. Come here. <laughs> Get back here. And so we always joke around that like if you had a visual of Brit and I, it's like this. We're like our elbows are out and we're both trying to like, we're watching each other. We're pacing <laughs> each other. And we're like, oh no, wait, I gotta go. So it was really refreshing for me to find somebody that I actually had to struggle to keep up with. Um, so that's good. So we definitely pace each other well. Yeah, we do. I feel yeah. the same. Yeah. Cool. And you guys kind of talked about timing. And I think that's the 
that's the biggest thing is like mm -hmm. the time is kind of now for maybe it's still later than all of us would have hoped for sustainability right. to kind of make its way into you know being in front of our you know in front of everyone's daily lives even people that don't really understand it yet they're starting to see it maybe perking their interest mm -hmm. um so give us a little timeline on when when uh recontain kind of got started and what it what it was before you know you guys moved into your actual location on abikini in venice um so yeah i mean we started with both of us still you know fully focusing on our careers testing out products um tonya had already identified a lab that was usa based that specialized in organic ingredients which was amazing um because that was a huge starting point we knew that we wanted to be able to have more control over the ingredients and the products that we were offering. We also knew that we wanted to be able to offer product at a, I mean, you know, reasonable price point is always sort of like up for debate, sure. um, given the quality of our products and given the sort of consumer market research we've done, we think that our products are very, very excessively priced for the quality and the fact that they're USA made. Um, we wouldn't be able to offer the prices we do were we not working lab direct because we're cutting out any sort of middleman where yep. you don't get these additional price jumps with our background in, you know, production and sourcing. That was something we knew that we were going to have to figure out. Um, so we started working with these labs um, and saying, okay, we really like this, but we wish it was, you know, like a little more lather. Or we, oh, this sits on top of my skin. I wish that it would like penetrate quicker, you know, and we're not biochemists by any means, but we can definitely give feedback yeah. to labs on what we like no, and what we, we don't. Like, right. right. And yeah. sort of pinpoint like, you know, these are the things that we really need. This is the amount of organic ingredient we would love to do. And then kind of cost engineer with their help to figure out what the best option is for our brand. So we started doing all of that. Um, started looking at, you know, lo uh, logos, labeling, um, how to do that in an environmentally sustainable way, yeah, which, it's you tough. know, when you put the sustainability bent on everything, it sort of gets infinitely more complicated. Yep. Um, but I've, something I've we wanted been, to do. I've been learning that myself. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so one of the things trying to get like a merchandise store together for better earth and we're a pretty lean shop. So I was like trying to find drop shipping partners. Yeah. I think it's a whole, I found one sustainable uh like blank for like polos t-shirts uh everything else they're in the uk right um i won't name them but uh we did an experiment and then it just like the production time was like four weeks and it was like i know if i just went to like custom ink or whatever right. one of these printable like they don't do sustainable stuff but it would be quick and it would be like well executed it's like no one's filled that hole so I'm like, still, like, I might have to talk to you guys about yeah. that. How, yeah, how can we me actually build the merchandise store? Because yeah. I know my whole, my whole sales team. So everybody likes Better Earth. Like everybody just wants to wear it. Yeah. And uh, we're so busy doing other things. I mean, so you I know like, I oh, make t-shirts, right? Let me, let me, <laughs> I know how to make t-shirts. We can it's help. Just, I know how to make t-shirts and like basic, it's just fulfilling it is kind of a nightmare. Because yeah, our team is kind of everywhere. So right. being able for them to go pick out, you know, the hoodie or the t-shirt or the polo or the hat or whatever they want, have it drop shipped to them the next week. Or some people buy it. Yeah. But sustainable stuff, but, you know, yeah. and real sustainable, sustainable stuff, not like a greenwashed, you know, <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of greenwashed uh, gear out there. And we right. want to make sure that we're, we're, uh, we're thinking through and making sure we partner and have our people wearing the right stuff. Um, we want to be part of the, the conversation that moves moves us forward and doesn't kind of you know hold us back on what is sustainable and what's not yeah it's interesting you know because i still have the garment industry so okay job, so i'm still doing that and yeah, i've been my, let's do it in the last week i've been um hunting down eco dye stuff in peru cool um so we're down to take yeah. a trip yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i mean listen peru's amazing it's yeah. probably one of the most magical countries i've ever been to it's 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 a, it's great, but and they also have beautiful cotton. So you know, try to mix that with more sustainable. So I, I you know, I'm honing in on some places that I can do some recycled yarn and cool. lots of organic down there. And so it's interesting. So even in that world, I'm seeing more of a push for people wanting to make better choices. From the from the sustainability side, is organic or recycled? Like, which is a, a preference? I'm guessing recycled, but I honestly have no. I mean, yeah, just it's a little. It's kind of like just what you're, what what you want to do. It, it's definitely a preference, uh, your preference. But um, right now in Peru, we can only do recycled poly. 
Right. Okay. Which there's listen, you know, it probably seems like a dirty word, but it's recycled and you blend it with some organic cotton, you have a beautiful t shirt. Yeah. And then absolutely. you you know, you dye it up with the the sustainable dye stuff. Which yeah. by the way, they're that you have the got certifications and everything like that. Yeah. So cool. it's happening. Yeah, we work with a brand called Recover. They're in Charlotte, if you yeah. know them. Mm. Yeah, they're they're cool. They do it's like eight recycled plastic bottles for the t- uh, for their polos. Yeah. So that's mostly what our guys like our work shirts mm. are our polos and they're, they're nice. Uh, yeah. I like them. They're, yeah. But then, yeah. you know, on the, if you really want to delve in and yeah, you the have the whole concept of like yeah. the yes. microplastics, right. yeah, you exactly. know, and like I, I use a, a, I wear a brand of uh, yoga pants. They're made with hundred percent um, recycled PET bottles, Yeah, which is great. And I love them. But then you know, have the whole concept of like, oh, well, you're you're contributing to the like micro. When you wash up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But until somebody comes up with a really great alternative to cotton, I just don't want to do hot yoga in cotton. Right. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just I can't yeah. even imagine. Yeah. And so, it's like it is recycled. Like the one of the things we kind of get into a lot is the the product exists. Yep. You know what right. I mean? Like exactly. it is. It has already been made. It yeah. exists in our environment. It has to go somewhere. You know, right. so if we can at least figure out a way to use it responsibly yeah. over and over, um, then that to us, you know, you have to pick your battles. That's key. Yeah. It's not like we can just make it vanish into thin air. That, yeah. That's not an option. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's like the upcycled like fashion industry is mm-hmm. like really taken off, particularly here in L.A. I know there's um, like I, I don't like to really call them this, but like eco influencers all mm-hmm. over Southern California that are doing upcycled fashion and. And they have brands that are, it's completely upcycled fabrics. And I think, I think it was you, Britt, that kind of uh, alerted me, like in China and in Asia, there's tons of fabrics that are just sitting there that end up getting, you know, put into, you know, just thrown away, you know, so the, you know, American made, all of that kind of goes hand in hand, but if it exists, uh, we should try to figure out a way to keep using that. Is that kind of the consensus kind of mentality? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, one when we were looking at, for example, our beauty pads that are a great seller for us in the store, you know, originally we had the mindset of, okay, we want these to be made locally in LA, um, which is, you know, great. We'd love to have them made locally in LA. Mm-hmm. We do have certain products that are made locally. But when we looked at the price of these pads, um, we started thinking about, okay, like, how should we do this in a sustainable and scalable way? We started realizing, wait a minute, like the factories that Tonya has worked with for years, which are very ethically run, like beautiful factories in Peru, yeah. um, where, you know, there's no, nothing weird or shady going on. They're just people going to work and like, you know, living their lives. Right. Um, but they have all of this wastage fabric from when mm-hmm. they cut out their garments. And these people are cutting hundreds and thousands of T-shirts a year. And the fabrics are beautiful. Like mm-hmm. she said, a lot of them are you know, like organic fibers, really top quality stuff. Mm -hmm. But what do you do with all this wastage? Or if, you know, say that they run a fabric and not all the yardage is used up in a production run and they've got 20, 50 yards sitting around, that's too small to really run for any of their big clients. So it sits around for a while and then it gets tossed. Yeah. You know, because, but if it's sitting in Peru versus sitting here, it's still, it needs to get used. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's still there. It's, it's still there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's not like just because something is in China or is in Peru, it's not contributing to the overall issue that we have, you know, globally um, of waste. So we've tried to educate ourselves and educate our clients and take more of a um, overall world view mm-hmm. of, okay, what's important that we use here, you know, the denim industry in LA is huge. So we try to use dead stock denim in LA because there's a lot of it. There's a lot of denim wastage and that's more based here. There's probably more of it here than in Peru. I would, you know, wager. Yeah. Right. So it's more important for us to focus on having our items made out of dead stock denim made in LA because we're addressing the issue that is, well, you're kind of localizing LA. each product. Yeah. Right. That's, that's right. Peru has I this like issue. That. LA has this issue. Exactly. This mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So it's about yeah, kind of that. like looking globally and then pinning down, okay, where do we need to put our focus given yeah. the area and given the largest issue in that area? Right. So we had my factory in Peru. They made us like a thousand little beauty pads made with, you know, Peruvian uh, Pima cotton. Yeah. It's like the softest beauty pad you'll ever use. I mean, yeah. their cotton's beautiful. That's why you've got like the theories and the rag and bones and the Vinces are all doing their t-shirts down there. Wow. So, um, so yeah, they were kind enough 
they didn't do it for free, but <laughs> they were kind enough to take their time out. Cause that's not really something they're not going to make that much money on a beauty pad, yeah. but they did it for me and that was really cool. And so that's where just trying to use our contacts from the, from the, our, my current still, still mm -hmm. current world and mm -hmm. her ex world. And, and also, you know, when the, when my China factory gets back from Chinese new year, we're trying to work with them to make us, um, some recycled, uh, bags made from either dead stock fabric, awesome. um, or recycled, poly something like that yeah so Very and cool. so the contacts that we have have been really helpful and wanting to be a part of what we're doing yeah that's cool i love the uh like the networking aspect of it you know you guys are well networked not just in your industry locally but all over the world and i think that's you know kind of what we're trying to do too is like we're trying to come into the sustainability sphere of people and increase our network to to say, hey, like we're doing, we're doing solar energy, but we're the company that wants to be the most sustainably minded and thoughtful about, you know, how we discuss green energy with customers and how we recruit to our company and and how we really put ourselves on the map as we scale and grow. Um, why do you think, uh, you know, because we're always working. Like I'm a pretty good networker. Trace is pretty good, but we're working with our team on how to, you know, get better at communication, better at networking, putting yourself out there, learning to uh, thrive using your personality. What uh, what kind of tips would you give to people? Like as far as, you know, you guys are here, how how do you access networks over the world, you know, all over the world, China, Peru? What's been, what's been your best way you've gone about that? Um, I think for me, I think that um, just being really good at what you do, doing it really well. And then honestly, for, at least for, for me, I, I haven't really had to network too much because I've just had such a healthy work ethic. Um, I also think that transparency and honesty, yep. um, I've kind of gotten known for that. Like, I, I, I hate giving bad news, but you know, sometimes you have to do it. And if you try to run from it and you don't take responsibility for it, people don't want to work with you. When you like to say, hey man, listen, you know what? We screwed up. <laughs> Your garment's going to be two inches too long. Um, you know, <laughs> let's figure them, it out. Yeah, yeah, let's figure it out. You know, um, I've worked for other people in the past and they try to like hide these issues. And, you know, I feel like it always comes out to bite you, you know, and, and you know, you, if you just level with your clients and you work with them, maybe they have an idea or a solution that you hadn't thought of. So you partner with them. And when you partner with them and you, you, you're honest and you have transparency, you know, that person wants to work with you and they, they want to tell everybody about you. So I get a lot of calls from people. I get a lot of referrals from people yeah. because they, they say, wow, this chick's really cool. And it's kind of like a deviation from the garment industry because it's, it's a little, yeah. a little yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah, I, I love that. Yeah, we talk about, it's communication, right? Mm -hmm. Like most of the times when like things go south, it's just like you didn't communicate like expectations properly. Like solar, it's, uh, thanks Ty. Uh, solar is, you know, it's construction, right? Not everything goes perfectly. Every roof is different, you know? And so what we really teach and train our guys is like, you know, over communicate with the customer, right? The timeline might get longer, like something might, but like if you just keep the customer in the loop, know that you're fighting for them and making sure that they're happy, right? Yes. You just set those expectations yes. like, hey, you know, we got to do a main service panel upgrade or whatever it is. And you just like communicate and let them know what is going on every step of the way. Like they're happy and you get yeah. referrals. Yeah. And, but if you tease it out and you try to hide it of like, oh yeah, I don't know what's going on. Like, and you know for a fact that yeah. something needs to be done on our end, like that's when you get a bad review. That's mm -hmm. when they have a bad experience. Yeah. I think that like, honestly, like what people will make up in their mind when they don't have information is yep. usually far worse than if you just go ahead and give them the news, so, you oh know? Gosh, yeah. 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 So. <laughs> Yeah, that's a great, that's insanely good advice. And yeah. I think that's kind of what Trace was saying. Getting ahead of problems is probably the best way you could go about taking someone you didn't know, establishing rapport, building trust. And then as you guys kind of said, like when you guys were in Peru, seeing when it goes bad gives you the full version of someone. Um, and you know if you can see them at their worst and still get along and still figure out solutions, like it's it's gonna work. So that's super impressive. Like congratulations. You, you wanna be the that. one that delivers the news so you can kind of like yeah. curate the message yeah. and make sure like everything starts yeah. proceeding forward. And you, you definitely uh, develop a skill for spinning information maybe not so it's not quite so bad but you know yeah. this is really bad news but you know what this is great news because listen now it, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah silver lining yeah <laughs> silver linings and everything absolutely see we need yeah. we need to hire you it's all about it's all about framing how yeah. how you 
figure out a solution to the problem. Well, if recontain doesn't make it, ah, here well, I come. If <laughs> well, if, if you're if you're calm, your your customers calm, yeah. right? If you you know tell the situation and you're calm, calm demeanor, mm -hmm. you know you're gonna push things forward. Then they're they feel reassurance, right? But if you're freaking out, like everything is going wrong, it's two inches long or whatever it is, right. like they're like ah, they're freaking out. But if you just you know push things forward and maintain yeah. that, you know we're gonna figure it out. It's gonna be it's gonna be good. Uh, they'll be good, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Most people understand that like things happen in this world. Right? Yeah. You know, and it's just it's not necessarily that things happen. It's about how everybody handles them. hundred yeah. percent. So let's talk a little bit. You guys are you took recontained from you know lab testing to creating products to getting in some farmers market to having a full scale retail operation. Give us a little bit of how many products you're currently making in-house, how many partners and, and different products you guys actually sell at Recontained, and give us a, kind of a look into uh, getting into retail as kind of industries have taken away retail and why uh, kind of this refilling zero waste is kind of the perfect thing to uh, kind of come back and help retail thrive. Yeah, so um, like you said, we started with farmers markets, uh, which was a great way to network, yep, <laughs> looping back and meet lovely people like you guys. Um, it was a great way to test out our products, to sort of uh, teach ourselves how to speak to the products correctly, which you know always takes some practice mm -hmm. and explaining things. And you know, you'll get questions where you're like, "Oh, you know, <laughs> that's." Like, what was your what was your pitch? <laughs> what was your pitch if you were trying to get someone on those early days to even you know because it's busy the Hollywood one is crazy it's four four ways fruit food trucks all sorts of yeah amazing things how would you get someone that was kind of looked like maybe one of your customers that was walking by what was your pitch our products speak for themselves so I think the biggest thing for us was we'd see people lingering and we'd say hey you know let us know if you want to try something this is all like USA made yeah. really high quality skincare and as soon as you got people to start trying things and testing things the products sell themselves they're yep. amazing so you don't really have to do a hard sell with our product um, while they're trying things, you just explain, oh yeah, you know, like, wouldn't it be great if rather than buying that like plastic lotion bottle every month, you could just refill with us. And then usually, I mean, especially in our area, people would say, oh my God, it drives me nuts that I'm constantly having to buy like the laundry detergent bottles and the yep. plastic lotion and the shampoo mm -hmm. and, you know, and they, they start telling you the reason that your brand is a good idea. <laughs> you know what I mean? You right. don't really have to, yeah. you know, you're just like, yeah, <laughs> you know, like it's, it's a fairly easy sell. So that wasn't an issue for us. And um, your booth was beautiful, by the way. Like that's, yeah. <laughs> I was kind of walking by and I'm always kind of looking around and I saw like the, the really interesting pretty signage and then i saw the you know you guys had some like plants hanging i was like i'm gonna go pop over there and see what's going on um and you didn't come like right up to me i kind of was perusing and it was like really easy yeah um it was like a established a good rapport like within like 30 seconds good. it was That's nice good yeah <laughs> yeah we definitely are not like um hard sales person vibe no, <laughs> it's not, not, our, not, not yeah. no no not at all um, so yeah, we did that for quite some time. We were lucky enough to do pop-ups within um, other companies, like WeWork, you know, like other, all yeah. sorts of cool places. Should do one here. We <laughs> totally could. Um, we met different people. Um, we did some at yoga studios and hair salons. Um, but the the up and down of doing the pop-ups and the day-to-day -day of that, I mean, we had a few weeks where we were doing five pop-ups in a week. Oh, wow. Right. So to break that down and I mean, we're carrying gallons of liquid products right. yeah. and a lot of it. So yeah. for us to do that all the time, I mean, a driving around that much is not um, a sustainable practice. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and then to just the, the manpower to do it became kind of not workable. Yeah. So yeah. we were lucky enough to do um, one of the pop ups in Venice and it went over super well. We were like, wow, like the clientele here really gets us and we get the brand mission. Right. Um, you know, I wish we could do like a longer month trial of something like this, which then it's like, you know, ask and you shall receive. Right. So yeah. we, we kind of asked around and we got to do um, like a longer, it was like a month and a half. About uh, a month, I think. Yeah. yeah. Trial. And it went really, really well which gave us the confidence then to look for a longer um, term commercial lease. Mm -hmm. 
Um, yeah, had is, we had we not done that first month and seen what we were capable capable of without you know any like serious advertising or you know anything like that in a location that really was not prime, it was really hard to get to you know and um, and to do what we did, we would have needed that to be able to you know sign the lease of where we are right now because the the, the the rent would have like scared me way yeah, too right. much yeah um but it gave us the confidence so i think everything happens exactly the way it's supposed to yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. now we're there and we're actually incredibly excited um because uh hopefully by end of march <laughs> we'll be launching a um, zero waste refill online solution as well. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that for us, you know, we, we kept brainstorming. We're like, you know, we have people that are driving from Malibu. We have people that are driving from the OC. We, I mean, literally daily have people mm -hmm. contact us on Instagram saying, when are you going to open one in Denver? When are you going to open one mm -hmm. in DC? When are you going to open in Boston? And, you know, we're like, yeah, all these people want yeah. to be able to refill you know, how do we do this in a sustainable, scalable way? And we realized that rather than us setting up stores, you know, all over the country, which is, you know, long term, that would be great. But short term, that is not an option. It's sure. a huge financial yeah, investment, yeah, as you guys are aware. Yeah. 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 Um, so we were like, well, what if we could just do like zero waste to your door? You know, and so we developed this amazing pouch um, that's going to be part of our, like our zero waste launch. Um, cool. and so we're super, super stoked. Um, yeah. and that's going to be launching. We're, we're dealing with some shipping issues. Um, but that's going to be launching hopefully end of March, but definitely by the beginning of April. Amazing. Um, yeah. yeah, incredible. yeah. So stay yeah. tuned for that. It's yeah. like we'll magic. It. Essentially. Yeah. We're going to be pumping it on our Instagram, on our website. We already yeah. have um, some customers that are signing up, uh, for sort of not a pre-order, but basically an alert. Yeah. Or once, like once the pouch goes live, um, cool. that this is going to be, you know, yeah. their, I told, their game changer. Um, I told one of our suppliers last night because uh, we have to start thinking about inventory, mm -hmm. um, because hopefully this is going to be coinciding with um, a write-up in a really good magazine. So we're waiting to get news on that. We won't have 100% confirmation until it goes to print. It's one of those kind of things. But they've already like photographed, you know. Our vehicle for the yeah, cool. <laughs> um, interviewed us, you know. So hopefully it's good, it's a go. So if those two things go at the same time, I'm like, wow, our biggest problem might be running out of inventory. Yeah. So I was talking to one of our suppliers yesterday, and we were talking about investing in our first 55 gallon drum, and um, I kind of I shared with her like what we had developed, and she was just like, oh my god, that's amazing. She goes, I can't believe you girls. So I mean, hopefully if 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 she's responding like that, hopefully everybody else will as well. And yeah. um, it could be big. Yeah, I love that. Because even awesome. you know, like we're in Hollywood to get to Venice, you know, sometimes could take anywhere from 20 minutes yeah. to four hours. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You know, everyone, Welcome if they LA. haven't been in L.A., they're like, how far is it? We joke about this. It's like, well, eh, you know, yeah. it could depends be. Depends on the day. Yeah, it depends. I, I had a friend come visit me. They'd never been to L.A. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm only seven miles away. And I was like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, see you next you're, time. Yeah, you're, you're an hour and a half away. Yeah. I mean, we have friends that live on the west side, you know, that aren't even, they're not in Venice, but they're like like on the west side. And even for them, you know, between work and life and yeah. family, I mean, it's hard. There's a reason that, you know, everyone loves having things delivered to their door by Amazon and all these big companies because yeah. it's easy, yeah. you know? Convenient. Yeah, and we think people want to make a more sustainable choice. But you have to make it easy and it's got to like work into their normal lifestyle. You know, yeah. if you're asking them to refill, you can't ask them to make that change and then five additional ones. Exactly. You know, it's got to be just one yeah. one change and then you can adapt. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's super cool. I'm I'm really excited for you guys. That's amazing. I yeah, know we had talked about that a little bit a few months ago that that was kind of the end goal yeah. um, or one of the many goals. But that's incredible. I know that's a been something that's been tough to figure out so congratulations to you all yeah well. i'm interested so will customers customers will like receive basically like their their pouch and then they'll use up the products and then they'll ship it back it'll just be like a cycle like back and forth it's completely like a circular um system cool. that you know when we launch we'll like release all the details yeah, of it. but yeah it's completely circular yeah. um it's low waste slash zero waste everything is reused um, so yeah, and we've, you know, we really looked into the carbon footprint behind it to make sure that the way that we're doing this is like a very sustainable, low footprint, mm -hmm. um, method. 
Yeah, so I think it's as awesome. low footprint as you can go, but still using, you know, planes, trains, and automobiles. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and, you know, from my perspective, I think that as much as I'd like to say that we're super important, um, those planes, those trains, they're not starting up just to carry our product. They're going anyway. Let's get real. That's yep. the truth. People are like, oh my gosh, you know, but what about the carbon footprint of shipping? The bottom line is like right now they're going anyway. That's mm -hmm. happening whether my product is on it or not. Yep. So let's do this right now. If that ever becomes like an option, then that's something that we'll address. But right now I kind of feel like this is a better way. Right now, plastic going into the ocean and the landfills to me is... A, a better solution that we're, we're offering than than trying to like stop the planes and the trains and the boats from shipping. Yeah, yeah. it's that's right. the thing with sustainability. It's easy to sort of like get locked on an issue and then start spiraling into. But what about this? But what about this? But what about this? And we go down those rabbit holes for sure um, as a team. Um, but you also have to kind of pull back at a certain point and say, okay. So do we just not offer that? Right. But, and so then what people keep buying like plastic mm -hmm. shampoo well, bottles, yeah. you know, nice. like what, what's the other option? Yeah, It's right? nice to do like the pie <laughs> in the sky, like the perfect. Right. And then you got to bring it back into like, well, what's, what's reality? Right. Yeah. The, right. The, what's the, rea the reality is people are wanting to have things shipped to their door. The reality is yeah. you can't stop planes. The reality is, you know, right. this plastic exists. So you can't like, yeah, you have to. I think that's a that's what's nice about yeah like we've been talking like sustainability having like a like a moment wh where more you know replace a lot longer than a moment. well it's having a real moment right now I mean even yeah, things like burgeoning. like like yeah. bo like Blackwater the biggest uh, you know capital firm in the world just added sustainability as a as a metric because they're seeing that that's actually going to affect the bottom line of companies, right? If sure. United Airlines isn't focused on a 30-year sustainability plan, they're, they're going to go away because the consumer marketplace is actually catching up and caring. That's what I love about the trajectory we're on about like Gen Z and millennials. Like we're all, we're all focused on it. We're not all the best at it, but we're all like conscious. Like if we see a company that's like not caring, like mm -hmm. we're just going to, you know, we're going to cancel the company. Like it's the whole thing. Like, right. um, so yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really excited that we're like starting to like take real world solutions because that's what we have to do. We have to be practical right. and say what can we actually do. And there's always going to be you know transaction costs and and limitations. But you know, I think by you guys being able to kind of permeate into more locations mm -hmm. and have more people in Topeka, Kansas, or Gainesville, Florida, like places where you probably would never open um, up a you know retail store. Like those people will now be zero waste. We'll be talking right. about recontained and they can kind of start talking to their friends and it, it makes a lot of sense. It's why we, you know, it's why we like solar because it's like, it's really good for the planet. Like the amount of carbon we've offset even just in six months is uh, ridiculous. And, uh, but also like ultimately when people are going solar, you know, it's a logic play. We're, we're really selling, we're selling savings. It's why California is such a, an important mar market for solar. It's over 50% of the industry is because we're just saving people 50% on their bill. Right. So it's like, yes, there's sustainability action, but we're not we're not really selling that fully day to day. Like what ultimately gets people to commit is, hey, you're paying $400 for energy, wouldn't be great to pay too. Yeah, it has um, to be done. Yeah. It has Absolutely. to make, you know, if someone can afford, can't afford to go sustainable, then, you know, it's not like suddenly they can wish there to be more money in order to be able to do so. Right. Yeah. I would exactly. love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that'd be fantastic. Like, oh, I want to be sustainable now, so snap my fingers and I get, yeah. you know, right. an extra zero added on my salary would be lovely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But unfortunately, that's not reality. So For you sure. do have to figure out a way that you can make it accessible or even a savings for sure for people which is what we've done the exact same thing with trying to figure out you know like there will always be things that are more expensive and less expensive sure you yeah. know we're never going to be competing with the same price of laundry detergent at the 99 cent store you know yeah. like yeah that's Absolutely. just reality right yeah i had um, some some somebody <laughs> call me the other day and ask about our uh castile soap and he hung up on me basically when i when he realized <laughs> so, that um i was not less expensive than dr bronner's yeah, but I'm like, okay, we're we we make five gallons, right? Not five hundred thousand gallons. We right. haven't been able to scale yet. You know what I mean? So we're doing the best we can, and we're, I don't think we're our prices are outrageous by any means. But you know, we also, in order to do this, we have to be able to pay our rent and things totally. like that. So it's interesting because you're always going to get people who I have people who come in and say, oh my god, your prices are so it's so inexpensive. 
can you raise your prices? I need you to stay. I need you to make sure that you're, you're successful. Yeah. So you stay, That's will you please point. raise your That's price? Awesome. And I'm like, no, we want it to be, you know, for everybody. And then you have the person who hangs up on you because we have, um, you right. know, 70 cents for our Castile soap. So you're just not going to please everybody. We had one woman who literally said she would not support us because we do sell plastic containers. Um, you know, mothers and people don't want pla uh, glass in their showers. It's like we don't necessarily hate plastic. We hate single-use plastic. Yeah. So you're always going to have people who are going to completely love you and support you. And then you're always, they're going to have people that are going to, you know, try to take you down. Yeah. You know, they're always going to find something, something wrong, you know, and Absolutely. we try to, we try to make better choices, not perfect choices. Cause I don't think there are perfect choices out there in our world right now. We're just all have to do the best we can. Yeah. There's this sort of mentality. I mean, we see it a lot and I think it's, it's really pervasive of like things are black and white or they're good and they're bad. Correct. Right. And until you start actually educating yourself, it's, that's the easiest way, you know, like, well, plastic is bad. Period. You know, it doesn't matter that it's used in a lot of like medical procedures and within computers. And, you know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. bad. And that's like a very yep. easy stance to take. We prefer to look at it as like, OK, yeah, it's like um, it's like a knife. Right. It's a weapon or it's a tool. It depends on how you use it. Sure. So the substance itself isn't necessarily like pure evil. It's single use version of it. And the fact that we treat it like it's just disposable and that it just goes away when we toss it out, which is the opposite. So it's about education and it's about understanding that using plastic as a single use tool for convenience is not the answer. That is right. actually yeah. terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Like one of the things that I love to say when people are asking me about the plastic in, in the store, like we have HDPE, which is a great plastic for longevity in terms of like being able to use it for a really long time. I've had some in my shower that I've been using for probably eight years, right? So I'm using it responsibly. And I'm like, this stuff is going to outlast you. I mean, this could be your life partner if you treat right. it well. You could bequeath these to your children if yeah. you treat them well. You know what I mean? This is the mentality that we need to have with these tools that we have in our lives is just figuring out how to reuse them. I went to the grocery store the other day and I Oh, I was in a hurry one day and I ordered takeout and I forgot to tell them that I didn't want the plastic thing. So they brought me that plastic clamshell. So I washed it up and I took it over to the grocery store where I get my, you know, to go food where I, like if I'm in a hurry, you know, it's all that pre-made food. Mm -hmm. And I got to the counter and I put it up and the woman at the checkout stand, she goes like, oh, this isn't ours. And I said, oh, I know. She goes, oh, so this, do you want to just put it away? I was like, no, 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 the food in there is yours. I use that. And she's like, oh, so, you know, like just taking those to the grocery store and using those as opposed yeah. to like totally. just saying, oh, shoot, I made a mistake and tossing it out. Like, how can I make this go as far as I can go? Like, so I will use that for a really long time. Yeah. And that'll be my new takeout thing instead of like getting one of their, even though theirs is like biodegradable. Why do I want to get a biodegradable one when I have a perfectly good plastic one right here that I can use for a really long time? Yeah. You know? I'm that girl in the grocery store. <laughs> yeah, that, that's awesome. I love when you guys kind of talk the, like the education of it because there's the way you look at it and explain it is a lot, you know, more simple. Like if you have a bad plastic container, like let's at least use it to its max potential mm -hmm. and then we'll we'll deal with it when it's over. Um, one thing I want to talk about a little bit is, you know, you guys are in Venice on Abbot Kinney. You guys do ed ongoing educations there. You guys do, you know, you make products with people, you pour candles. Mm -hmm. Talk a little bit about how you've really made an impact on that community and why I love Abbot Kinney. You guys are right next to Sor uh, Four Sigmatic. It's their only, you know, location in the world. Just talk about that location a little bit and what you guys are doing there on a on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah, so we're there um, open every day, 11 to 7, obviously, for like normal retail. Um, and then as far as education, we like to offer as many different workshops and classes as we can, um, because it's all about like rounding out your whole lifestyle so that you understand how to live more sustainably, not just like buying a bunch of stuff and then saying like, oh, OK, now I'm zero waste. Yep. You know what I mean? Right. Like that's kind of the opposite <laughs> of mm -hmm. what you should be doing. It's like use what you have as much as you can. Um, so like, for example, we have uh, one workshop coming up that we're really excited about that's all about like denim mending um, and shishiko stitch. So taking things in your closet like your jeans or a denim shirt um, and rather than throwing it out because it has a hole, why don't we figure out like teaching you how you can mend it and actually make it more beautiful? 
um, and add additional I need to attend value. one of those. I have a yeah. pair of jeans that are ripped. <laughs> next and, week. Yeah, yep, there you next go. Week? Next coming week? Coming up. Yeah, we'll give okay, you information on it. Yeah. He's clumsy, yeah. though. He'll probably stab himself. <laughs> <laughs> I'll watch him carefully. That's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> we need to get Keep a waiver from him. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a good idea. And then we have another workshop coming up that we're really excited about that's a so two part. Excited. Yeah, it's a two part series um, where basically we'll be hosting a beach cleanup morning um, at Venice Beach. Awesome. Totally cool. free to come to that. Uh, yeah, you know, like us, show up. We'll be there. Yeah, when have is, a good time. Um, it's on. I'll have to look at my calendar. The fifteenth, Saturday, February fifteenth. Yeah, cool. yeah, from eight to ten a.m. I believe. Mm -hmm. Let's do it. Um, yeah, so we're gonna host this cleanup, and then basically we're gonna tell everyone, you know, bring some gloves because there's some kind of gnarly stuff you'll see. Yeah, there definitely is. Yeah, and then bring a couple of bags. So one of them you can put all of the stuff that like is is gross because there's definitely that needs to be cleaned up. And then, um, you know, on the beach, there's actually all of these small, like, plastic pieces that yep. are beautiful colors. Mm -hmm. And they're, like, you know, faded by the sun, and they're different shapes. And you'd be shocked at, like, some of the kind of cool stuff that you find <laughs> that's trash that needs to be cleaned. But, you know, aesthetically, it's, it's really interesting, right? Mm -hmm. Dynamic. So we're going to tell people, you know, separate that stuff out. And then the following Saturday, we're actually going to be collaborating with These Hands Makers Collective, um, which is located in the same building that we are. And they host cool. all of these amazing workshops. And we're going to be doing a um, collage workshop out of the beach plastics. Wow. So you'll take them home, you'll like clean them up and then mm -hmm. you bring them with you and we'll be providing shadow boxes, you know, like glue guns, all the tools yeah. that you need. And um, yeah, and we'll be kind of coaching you through how you can take the stuff that's like discarded trash and making something really beautiful and sustainable out of it. Yeah, That's so amazing. this this whole thing came about because my Christmas present from my lovely business partner, Britt, was the most amazing piece of art that she had made from this beach plastic. And I literally started crying. It was so gorgeous. It's hanging in my dining room. And it looks like a sunset. It's blue and pinks. And it's so pretty. And it touched me so much. And I thought, it was, this is so beautiful. We have to teach other people how to do this. And so that's how this came about because she's so creative and so beautiful. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Cool. I love that. And that's yeah. just, it's just an, another way to tell your story and keep getting people that might not have been, not that they're not interested, but they're just on a peripheral side. They don't know you exist or that they, that, you, you know, there's just different ways to collaborate and network with people. Mm -hmm. So I love, I love all the different things you guys are doing to reach more and more communities every, every week. Super Thanks. cool. Thank you. Super cool. Um, and then kind of one thing I want to talk about. So you were saying like people reach out from all over the world, Denver, DC, Florida, you guys are a destination. Now, when you come to LA, LA mm -hmm. is kind of known for sustainability, maybe not on the city or government side yet, hopefully at some point, <laughs> but, there, hopefully. <laughs> but people individually hustling, like there's amazing companies and different things going on that I'm learning about constantly. Mm -hmm. um, so people visit here and you're on their list when they're, when they're making their list mm -hmm. of things to do. Um, that's gotta be one pretty exciting, uh, two, uh, you don't have to name drop or anything, but I'm sure you guys have had people come from all over the world and, uh, just talk about that a little bit as you guys are kind of on the cutting edge globally of this and you guys are an influencer and it's it's pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I've had some really cool people come in that said that they've, um, you know, they just flew in, they just landed, you know, so we were kind of like their first stop That's and awesome. they, you know, we follow you on um, Instagram. We wanted to come see your store. It's amazing. I mean, I had one woman. um ask me if she could give me a hug. I mean, 20 years in the garment industry and no one's wanted to give me a hug. <laughs> I'll you give know? you a hug. <laughs> Thanks, baby. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just yeah. so rewarding to know that, um, that people are responding to what our dream is and what we're doing and to know that we can be that for them. It's just, it's, it's, there's really no words. It's just really amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I had a guy last week that was in from Tokyo and he spent all this time looking around and, you know, like kind of like asking me some questions about different things. And um, there was definitely like, you know, language barrier a little bit, but he was like great at communicating what he was trying to get across. And, um, you know, I asked where he was from. He said, Tokyo. And I said, oh, you know, I've been there a few times. You know, it's like such a cool city. Um, and I was like, the style there is, you know, so cool. I used to go there for work. And he like sat there and thought for a minute and he was like, 
this. He was like, this is cool. He was like, sustainable. He was like, this is the most cool. <laughs> and he was like, yeah. And he wanted to take photos. He was like, you know, can I, I want to show my friends. I want to tell like my boss, like they will think this is, this is cool. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah, which is mm -hmm. so nice because, you yeah. know, it's this sort of recognition and being an entrepreneur is not glamorous. Mm -hmm. um, and it is a lot of work and you hit so many different sort of like, pitfalls and stumbles and challenges so in fetal position and yeah. tears, <laughs> tears and... <laughs> and so when you actually have these moments where people recognize that what you're doing is something that's valued you're like oh my god you know yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. someone yeah. cares this rewarding. is amazing yeah, the, yeah. long days long nights are all yeah all and it puts some circle. pressure on you know we kind of have that same thing it's like if we want to totally i don't really like using the word disrupt but if we want to be the company that we that. are <laughs> we are striving to be 24 seven. Like we work at it. We're, we're never really the first ones here, but we are absolutely the last ones to leave just because yeah. we're late night people. I, I was, I think I was the first one and the last one yesterday. So. Wow. <laughs> That's Boom. You know, but just having Big people day. all over the world kind of looking at your brand and, and being aware of every move you make and, and the different ideas you have to bring to their hometowns or their communities. Um, I think that's really, really special. Um, being kind of experts in this field, uh, zero waste and sustainability, what else would you recommend if someone was coming to LA on a work trip or vacation and they've got, they know about you all, where else should they go? What should they visit? How can they get this like further education with different stores or restaurants? or areas to visit. Yeah, I mean, I would say definitely check out farmer's markets while you're in LA. There's a ton of different really amazing ones because um, sustainability isn't just refills, right? It's all about like packaging with your produce and you know trying to buy local where you can. Yep. Um, the other thing that LA has a lot of are amazing vintage stores. Um, you know, buying secondhand is definitely the most sustainable option. And I always laugh because, you know, coming as a designer, like background within the fashion industry, I'd say 95% of the stuff that we designed was based off of shopping vintage, yeah. <laughs> right? So like rather than buy the $200 1970s inspired dress. Just buy the 1970s Yeah, dress. exactly. Just right, buy right. the 1970s dress that you can probably find for like 30 or 40 bucks. And it feels more like a treasure hunt. It feels more unique. Yeah. Um, and then come to one of our classes and we'll tell you how to like rejuge it and, you know, make it something that's perfect for you. You know, there's there's tons of amazing resources in L.A. for like really cool, sustainable shops. And they're not all labeled as like we, we're sustainable. You know, it's right, yeah. more kind of educating yourself about what does that lifestyle look like and then what does L.A. have to offer within that yeah. arena. And I also think that, um, you know, being plant based is a huge way to go green. And um, L.A., the, the, the restaurants here are just insane they're popping up more and more all the time yeah. and and it's really cool to see especially considering i haven't eaten meat in over 10 years wow. so to see you know my way mm -hmm. like happening out there and seeing more and more of my meat eating friends who are just like yeah i just i just don't eat as much anymore and and so i think that that's that's a huge way to, to make an impact yeah, yeah absolutely. Ab absolutely um and kind of on that, you guys have a lot of different partners. So like you go for, you can plug a few people that you actually have in the shop. And then I know we have like a shared partner in Monique from Compostable LA. Yes. Uh, she's wonderful. We did some content. She's going to come on the podcast. And Great. I love, she's one of the most incredible people I've ever met with her energy and just mm -hmm. her hustle on how she does home composting, picks it up, takes it to the regenerative farm over in NoHo and and just that full scope on, uh, you know, the produce they produce and they bring back to those farmers markets. And I think you guys might be doing some delivery with them. Uh, talk about kind of some of your local partners and, and how that's helped you guys reach where you're at. Yeah, like one of our um, a partner that we love is RX. Mm -hmm. um, that's a sister owned, you know, uh, local business and they do really great candles and diffusers and they've been a great partner there in our store. And um, we are launching Saturday. They have never done this before, but they're giving us, we're well, not giving us, but we're partnering <laughs> together to offer um, refills on um, the diffuser oil. 
So people can come and bring their old diffuser containers because there's a lot of really beautiful containers out there and refill with, we're having two cents and they can refill with those. And we're going to do like two cents every month going forward. So that was really great of her to like partner with us on that because that was something that was a little outside her wheelhouse, Mm -hmm. but she's open to that. And that that's really great. So we're excited about that. Yeah, and they've also been flexible with us um, with doing a bottle take-back program. So all of their packaging cool. and their bottles are these beautiful glass bottles um, and, like, candle, you know, holders. And basically they've said, you know, given the ethos of our store, any customers that come in and purchase their product, when they're done with it and it's empty, if, if it's not a diffuser oil that they would like to refill right. on the spot, which is now going to be available, yeah. then they can drop off the empty um, and the sisters take them. It's all done in downtown LA. They'll sterilize and cool. then they'll nice. reuse that packaging. That's so awesome. we found that a lot of companies even that we've approached that aren't necessarily working within those sort of parameters yet, as soon as we sort of propose a different way of um, right. working right. with them, yeah. yeah, that they're really, really open to it. Well, yeah, another one of our great partners is Esther from Ujjayi. Um, she's amazing. I, we, we started carrying her deodorant and it had, it's, it's, it's all natural and it's healthy and it's amazing, but we were getting pushback because it was in the traditional plastic thing, you know, the, the, the deodorant holder. So I reached out to her. I'd never met her. I reached out to her via email and I was like, Hey, you know, would you be open to like selling us this (laughs) in a different way? And she was like, yeah. So yeah, done. So there was a couple, um, evolutions mm-hmm. of that but now we we just basically like you bring your container it's the same we sell everything else it's just a refill so now it's just completely zero waste so we buy the deodorant from her we have her mouthwash we have some of her serums we've got some masks and some a bath a bath soak and tooth powder tooth powder so she's been really amazing and she is a, a single mom of five she makes oh, wow. all of the products i mean you want to talk about she's a hustle yeah, cool. yeah. i asked yeah, her at one point i was like i sure. don't understand how you get everything done that you get done in a day like this is you see her life and you're like this is insane and i mean she sells all over yeah and she was like oh i get up at 5 a.m i was like i don't feel like that's the answer you know like i, don't, <laughs> yeah. I think if i got up yeah. at 5 a.m i still would not get all of this done so i'm that's not right. sure what the like secret sauce is there for Esther, but yeah. Yeah, she's like a unicorn it's yeah. incredible yeah she's magical yeah. she been and she's and she's very spiritual and she's very connected and she talks about um you know how you have to take care of yourself. You have to eat properly. You have to drink enough water. So she's very much about being rooted and grounded. And I think that's part of her success also. But she's, she's, we love her. Yeah. She's also, um, you know, in her spare time, she's written a book, you know, because just casually write a book while raising five kids and running a business. You know, why not? Everyone does it. Yeah. Um, So, (laughs) yeah. So I'm not sure of the exact uh, launch date of that, but it's all about, you know, um, like interior design as in like redesigning yourself from mm-hmm. the inside mm-hmm. out. Um, and I know Tony and I are both really excited for that to come out because she's got such an amazing like perspective and voice on things that I think mm-hmm. that book is going to be just incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Very cool. Um, so just talking about some of these partners, you guys have like an amazing community of people you're now connected to that are kind of becoming your mouthpieces in the community that have helped your brand grow and you guys help their brands grow. Also, you guys are almost like eco consultants for taking someone's brand that's maybe really good, but you help make it great. Um, kind of moving in the moving forward as you guys are doing more online stuff. How are you guys? How's your marketing changed since you guys kind of got into the game? And now, uh, you know, I know you're using Instagram. I know you're doing a lot of classes in person stuff. What else are you guys doing? Are you using like? Instagram influencers or TikTok or what are you guys, what are you guys doing now? And then what do you guys want to do? Yeah. So we definitely, um, the Instagram influencer thing is really interesting. We have been lucky enough. Um, I think given the location and given the, I don't know, the vibe of the store, we have had so much exposure from people that have, you know, like over a hundred thousand followers that have literally just come in, put us on blast on their stories, posts in their feed, tagged us, told us if we need anything, let them know. Um, and we have cool. not paid for any that's of that. That's amazing. Yeah. Which is like a blessing. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. been incredible. Well, they feel like it's part of their purpose. Like they right. need to give back in their way. And if it's close to home for them, that's the best thing is they'll do it for free. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's that's cool. Yeah. I don't know if you guys know Whitney Lee Morris. Um, she has been, she's, she's an influencer and she uh, has a 
a, a little blog and everything is about uh, living in a small space. Tiny canal cottage. Got it. Yeah. And, uh, and she came in and she's been following us and giving us so much love right from the very, very beginning. And right when we first opened the Abbott Kenny store, she was getting uh, a little blurb right up um, from Goop. Yep. And she said, would you guys yeah. mind if I did one from your store? <laughs> no, we don't mind. I guess we can make that work. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Awesome. Yeah, so she's been wonderful and yeah. so helpful. Yeah. yeah. Blogs like that have been insane. Um, so yeah, obviously Instagram for us is something that we're growing and focused on. Um, one of the avenues that I definitely want to start taking advantage of and actually set up this week um, is Pinterest. Yep. Because mm-hmm. education is a big part of what we're doing. Um, and so, you know, Pinterest is such a great forum for posting DIY tips and zero right. waste tips and, you know, different products and things like that. Yeah. Um, so we're definitely going to be working within the next couple of months to build out a presence on Pinterest. Nice. Um, that's more of like a forum where people can find information about living a zero waste lifestyle. Cool. Cause it's all about education. Um, obviously we have a mailing list. We don't bombard people with information, but we'll let you know once to twice a month, like here classes and workshops yeah. that we have. I get it. On. I'm always excited to, oh, to see to see the new stuff you guys got. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's more of like an FYI. If we're having, you know, like a huge sale or something in the store, then we'll let people know. Um, sure. But we're not one of those like every two days you're getting an email and you're like, oh my yeah. god, we subscribe. have a different offering. Yeah, and subscribe yeah. and subscribe. Um, we also have a blog that's on the site. We've been lucky enough to have one of our employees, Jennifer um, Lee, who's an amazing writer. Um, and she's been kind of spearheading a lot of really interesting zero waste blog posts for us. So she did a great one around the holidays about like zero waste gifting and wrapping solutions. Um, she's actually just sent over one about uh, recycling and kind of the ins and outs of recycling. So cool. that will be coming soon. Perfect. Um, yeah. So that has been like amazing. Things like TikTok. Uh, I'm not sure. We just our... we just started on TikTok. Did you? Yeah, I'll, I'll have started. to talk to y'all about he, TikTok. <laughs> he actually just had a video. It was a golf instruction video. I think it's about to hit 50,000 views. So I yeah. mean, that's amazing. We're, we're yeah. figuring my, it out. My third TikTok. Huh? Yeah. So yeah, I'm, yeah, gonna, I'm gonna figure it out. Yeah. We're gonna yeah. crush it. I've, yeah, yeah. I'm always like TikTok. It's like I start showing my age with TikTok because yeah. I know it's like a you know junior high like users for that are huge. Um, and I see all the stuff for it and things like that. It's not something that we've yeah, gotten into yeah, yet, but sure. hey, we're always open. Well, I'll say like that's, <laughs> that'll be your demographic. And that's sure. the wave yeah. that's coming. Like we have families go solar because they're, you know, maybe their kids put pressure on them if they're in high school or maybe they take a second look and they've got a daughter or son. They're like, hey, I need to be part of the solution now to set a good precedent. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't I? I'm saving money and I, I need to do something positive. Sure. Um, and I think you guys are the same way. You know, yeah. people... Growing up, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, hopefully they're using, you know, zero waste products a lot longer than all of us have. Absolutely. Um, and I think that's, you guys are only going to grow and grow and grow. Like this isn't stopping. Yeah. You um, guys are on the, on the cutting edge of like, yeah, this whole, this whole kind of movement. I'm excited to see uh, where you guys take it. Um, yeah. And the whole thing on like, yeah, you guys don't have to pay for influencers because, because you just fit the, you fit the vibe and you fit the, the market. Right, their their brand is that, right? It's good to tie it, um, so that I think that'll just continue to happen, especially when you take it, take it digital. Yeah. I'm stoked to see like the next six months to a year. Yeah, uh, us too. You know, and <laughs> honestly, like just well, yeah. figuring out like that 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 supply chain is gonna be like kind of a marvel on its own. Like even more like legacy style companies that are just shipping products. Like if you're able to close a loop and have people ship, I I'd, I'd imagine. If you guys really figure that out, you'll either have like a Dr. Bronner's type want to partner with you or have other companies that with similar products start to kind of copy that model and get into it, which I think for the the broader thing, it's like the same thing with solar. We want as many companies, as many people in it because right. we want to push it all forward. I think I think that's good. Like if you can kind of start a trend, start a wave yeah. and have the whole industry adopt it, that'll be That'll be humongous. Yeah, we agree. It's funny because even when we were doing farmers markets, we would have people that would like come up to us and say, "Oh, we saw your competition here last week," or like we'll have people come in the store and say, "Oh, yeah, like I went to your competition store, like about out in, you know <laughs> whatever." And it's yeah, it's funny because we never have that mentality yeah. at all. You know, it's not like, "Oh, well, I have like a, a taco spot in my neighborhood, so I don't need another." Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, or, right. oh, well, there's exactly. a pizza place, so like you know, New York has one pizza place, so there's 
they're good. New York doesn't need yeah, more than one. Exactly. You know, like it's it's no, just it, a it all it, it builds it. You're right. It's it's you know brand awareness, but it's like industry awareness, right? right? You just want to have as many people like understand. Like I didn't know if I had a concept of a zero waste store right. before hearing about you guys, and now I want more to pop up. I yeah. Think. Like people need options. It's that's, not like, oh, we need, great. you know, we can be the only one and that's it. I right. mean, that's kind of a crazy mentality. To right. Have. Absolutely. Yeah. Hopefully you just do it better and then you can, you know, yeah, maybe exactly. you'll, you'll acquire all your competition. Yeah, you'll be right? fine. No problem. It's like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I remember I was in Albuquerque. That's where I went to school. And there's like 37 breweries. <laughs> and we, uh, I actually, I taught a class um, at the university and we it was like a startup class. So we were trying to figure out like a big problem to solve. It was like a lean startup. So I was like, what's our big problem to solve? And then like try to find a product market fit in the semester. And what we ended up doing, we like stress tested all these things. We ended up with food waste mm-hmm. as the uh, as the problem. And then I had two groups and we went down two different paths. One went with what basically is imperfect produce. They didn't execute on it as well as imperfect produce did. Right. But like that was an idea. And then the other idea was uh recycling spent grain from breweries and what was super cool about that is we went and toured and met like almost all the brewers in albuquerque it was the most like open welcoming like community of people and they all worked together right, right. They, no one saw it as competition they all did a bunch of collaborations they all like which which was like kind of new and unique to me because i was coming from like a tech kind of background where it's like there's only one, like, right. right? There's only one Google. Like There's only dunk. one, right? Yeah, it's absolutely. it's like a monopoly. Like that's the that's the mentality. Um, so super cool to see like that type of community be so close then and be like, oh, you should go work with these guys. They're super cool. Um, yeah, and so we were making a we like created a bakery called Crafted. So we we're doing like IPA infused sourdoughs and like cool. uh, like stout cinnamon rolls. It was it was awesome. Ooh. Uh, yeah, no, it was good. It's <laughs> still, it's still a good idea. They, I ended up moving, um, and my, you know, it was a student project at yeah. the end of the day, but, uh, they got some money from it. We got like 10 grand and then I think yeah. they just spent it on themselves. So <laughs> yeah, it's, they uh, spent it back yeah. at the breweries. On Pro- the probably, <laughs> probably exactly. Yeah. College kids. But uh, yeah, no, that was a, that was a super fun experience, but I, there's crossover with like communities like that. Solar is very similar. It's just like anybody pushing the the movement forward like their whole thing is microbreweries their competition isn't each other it's budweiser right 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 it's like stop drinking nonsense like have a nice crafted ipa that's infused with all the you know that's cool um yeah and spend your money and keep it in yeah and and spend your money locally and that's a that's a huge that's a huge thing as well um i think we're coming up on 11 a.m i know you guys are super busy uh do you have any any last things you want to do to, to wrap it up? I have no idea how to end a podcast. We we just started yelling over each other the last time. I want my way to end the podcast to be not knowing how to end the podcast. That's, that's I think, a good thing. end of the podcast. Um, but yeah, any anything that you guys want to kind of close out? Um, I mean, definitely, you know, look out for that zero waste yeah. refill um, online solution. We'll be announcing it um, on our Instagram, which is recontained underscore LA, um, as well as on our website, which is recontained.com. Um, and then, yeah, you can visit us on Abbott Kinney every day from 11 to 7. Um, we're right next to Four Sigmatic and Peace Collective, as you mentioned, 1629 yep. Abbott Kinney. Cool. Yeah. Right around the corner from Vice. Yep. Right yeah, around the corner it. from the beach. Cool. So perfect. Yeah, it's, it's my favorite. Yeah, Erewhon's right there. A lot of cool yeah. alternative apparel, which there you is go. what we're wearing right apparel. here. So yeah. So thanks so much for, for coming on. Like we're super excited. I know we've got some budding partnerships too with you guys that we're excited about. Um, hopefully be bringing solar to your communities and maybe doing some education too. Um, it's a bit on ice longer than we'd like it yeah to we've be. been scaling we're, we're getting there and, that's okay um, we're used to that yeah it's been hectic we're, we're, we're get there we're get there it's cool i, I love the i love the kiosk idea and we'll, we'll make it happen yeah scaling scaling issues are good issues so. absolutely yeah it's fun <laughs> yeah exactly absolutely well, yeah thanks for coming cool. to the second home la yeah. and uh yeah yeah thanks, thanks so much us. it's episode two episode two, episode two. Cool. see you <laughs> ciao